Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast and this is episode 27 where I bring you to the fourth show of interview with a cast member. Now I'm really excited about this episode this week because this is the first time we are heading over to Disneyland. Uh, this week we are speaking with Alex Kiever who was a dancer uh, over in Disneyland where she worked on several of the parades and actually she was not in the Disney College program. She actually went out on her own and decided that she wanted to work for Disney and work as a dancer. She grew up dancing her entire life uh, and what a, a whirlwind story that she had to try to get this position over at Disneyland and it sometimes her stories left me speechless. I just couldn't believe what she had to go through but it was it was all very exciting and it's uh, this is such a great episode so I really hope that you guys enjoy it. So you know what let's just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. On today's show, we have Alex Kiever from California. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. I'm super stoked to be here with you. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited. I know we've been uh, talking back and forth a bit about the show and how excited we both are. Um, but yeah, I was following your, your travels to Disneyland last week, and it just makes me really upset that you live so close and I just live so far. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kind of spoiled. I'm like 30 minutes away from Disneyland out here. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it's like my dream. I wish. I I wish. It's a blessing and a curse. Maybe I should buy some Disney stock at this point. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so to this, uh, this show is actually going to be slightly different from our previous shows because... Uh, Alex, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the first person that I'm going to be interviewing that's not part of the, the Disney College programs, correct? Uh, from what I know, yep, that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have not interviewed anyone. Everyone so far has been on the Disney College program, so I'm interested to get a bit more uh, insight of what's happening. But, but before we get into that, I, I kind of want to know a bit about like how you fell in love with the Disney, the Disney parks. Yeah, totally. Um, well, truth be told, I technically was going in the womb when mom was pregnant with me, but uh, I guess that doesn't count at this point. Um, I started going when I mean as a kid. So when I lived, I actually grew up in Florida, Matt. So um, we were only about three hours away. So there were like weekend trips up there and, uh, you know, just kind of getting away even just for the weekends. 
So I was kind of, again, spoiled growing up, even just being able to go up there for a quick trip with the family. Um, but I know for sure, like falling in love with uh, Disney World obviously is very easy as a child because everything is just so inspiring at that age. Um, I think one of my first memories was, I don't even know, I haven't been to Disney World in so long, so you can tell me if Epcot still has the sidewalk in the park that kind of lights up, you know, back in the day they used to have that. Um, it looked yeah, like- Yeah, I'm pretty start. sure, in the, the in the front of the park, right? Yeah, before, yeah. Before Space Shiver? Yeah, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure they do. I feel like my memory's foggy, <laughs> but I'm pretty confident they do, yeah. Yeah, so of course, me being easily entertained at the age of four, that was like my biggest thing. I used to just skip on them and try and jump on them, because for some reason I was convinced as a child jumping on them made them go away. Um, and I just was in love with the awe of everything. Um, so it happened pretty quick for me. Um, and then ironically, uh, had a little special memory at a character breakfast at, um, Cinderella's castle out there, um, with Snow White, cause I was obsessed with her. Um, but basically later that day, it was the same Snow White that was doing the character breakfast who recognized me during the parade. And she actually picked me up and carried me through the rest of the parade, which I'm pretty sure they're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can see that not being able to happen. Maybe not get picked up and maybe they can bring kids into the parade. But yeah. so it was pretty cool. My parents say they they followed it all the way to the end and then she gave me back to them. And and that was that. But definitely um, a pretty cool story. So. So. So when did you move away from Florida to California? I've actually only been out here for four years now at this point. So. OK. Yeah. So did you. So you. You said you didn't go to the Disney parks as much gr or growing up, or did, how long were you in Florida? I guess I was a little confused by the timeline there. Yeah, for sure. So I um, actually am kind of a bit of a nomad. So I was born in Virginia, um, but moved to Florida when I was four. So I'm pretty much a Floridian through and through. Um, and I grew up uh, out there on the East Coast until I was 18. Um, and then with my dance background, I danced for a couple of ballet companies on the East Coast and then came out to California um, and started working for the mouse. So that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So so sorry, you, you went to college on the East Coast, correct? Um, yeah, I guess you can say that. I went for a year. I am your stereotypical college dropout. Basically, I was a dance major. Um, and after my freshman year as a dance major, I got a contract for a ballet company in the state of Maryland. So I ended up just pursuing that from the get go. Um, and that kind of took me uh, again all over the East Coast and then out here eventually. So, OK, so how did it how did you end up in California? Yeah, um, I got a contract with Disney, so that's basically how wow. I. Wow. <laughs> so okay, well then, how did so how did that all come about? Um, yeah, you, you have to tell me. For sure. So um, I was uh, so I danced for a company in Maryland, and then transferred to a company in Northern Ver or Northern Virginia slash DC area. And so I, um, as obviously Disney having a part of my heart, I decided in high school, actually, I was determined to work for them. And it was Fantasmic, which stole my heart. And I was like convinced to be a glow in the dark monkey, which if you're familiar with the show, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, my memory's foggy, foggy on the, the dancing monkeys. I'm going to have to look them up after this. <laughs> but anyway, so I um, got on a plane in Virginia and uh, there was an AGVA audition for a show out here in California for Disney at Disney California Adventure Park. 
Um, and I flew on my own from Virginia to California and stayed in this tiny little like Best Western in Burbank on my own. And it was, you know, being a, a young woman in an area that is foreign to her and not the best part of L.A. Um, it was definitely intimidating, but uh, I was determined to get to that audition. So I showed up the next morning and boy, was it a shock to go from East Coast dance to West Coast dance. Um, I It was probably like the most embarrassing audition. I was in there for five minutes, you know, went in, did a quick, they taught you a quick routine. Um, you did it and they were like, okay, cool, next. And then, you know, can the following numbers please say the rest of you, thanks for your time. And I got on a... So... <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so you said it was... It was embarrassing. So what? So what do you mean? Because of how quick it was out there, or I, I just want you to elaborate on that. Oh yeah, quick. for sure, gladly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so on the East Coast, um, in the dance world, it's very like buttoned down. So like leotard, tights, bun. Um, that's like the attire you go to an audition in. Um, whereas on the West Coast, in LA especially. It's way more like you can wear, you know, loose fitting jeans, um, yoga pants and a crop top. Like it's just a totally different style. So I walked into this audition with like industrial dancers who've done like commercial work and have agents. And I'm this like little chick from, you know, the East Coast in a leotard and tights with a high bun on the top of her head. Um, oh, yeah. So it was just like a fish out of water for sure. Um, I mean, I held my own on the dancing end. That wasn't where it was. But you could just tell it's like this girl is not from around here. <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I know nothing about the dance world, but I can already see the uh, the two opposites of the spectrum yeah, for that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so what happened after that? You said you, you flew home, so I yep. assume you got word from the mouse. <laughs> yeah, so, well, if you're dismissed after that first round, it's guaranteed you didn't get hired. So um, I flew back and then um, ended up basically deciding that I was going to move to California anyway because my sister at the time, well, and she still is living out here, but my sister's out here with my niece. So I was like, forget it. I want to change the pace. So I got in the car and moved out here to California um, and kept auditioning for Disney. So I went to like a face character audition, um, which those are really interesting to go to. Um, I don't oh, know. Wait, so so sorry so to, to be clear real quick uh i'm just catching up on the story so you were dismissed after that first round that was it like you yep. didn't get that first job okay so you moved yep. back out there and can uh, 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 sorry i can't speak auditioned more okay. correct yeah gotcha all right so go on yeah so you were auditioning for face characters. yeah i pretty much went to like almost any uh performer audition for disneyland park so um, face character audition showed up and again I was in there for like five seconds and and I'll never forget like the words of the casting director she's like hey you're here to see if you looked like a look like a cartoon character and that's up to you to decide if that's good or not um, so it just cracked me up but I was again in there for a very limited amount of time sent back and then I went to um, a Christmas fantasy parade audition and this is where my fates changed <laughs> Um, so I showed up and, um, it was probably one of the hardest auditions I've ever been to in my life, which is kind of funny. Um, you know, again, being like growing up with really strict ballet training, uh, you'd think you're like properly equipped for almost anything, but with Disney, it's just like a whole nother beast. Um, cause it's more like musical theater, but you're also traveling. So there's like a lot of endurance that goes into it. 
So if you, so if you could break it down between like, I guess quickly, like like a dance audition on the East Coast, whereas for Disney, because you said Disney was a lot harder. So what yeah. made it harder? Um, okay, so for basically a ballet company, you go and you take a class for the artistic director. Um, so you show up and you know, they basically teach you like a normal technique class. They ask you to strap on your point shoes. You'll do a couple tricks for them. Um, sometimes you'll have to prepare like a solo. That's kind of more rare though. That's more for like summer programs. Um, and then you usually get a letter in the mail. So it's pretty old school, like the way they do it. Um, whereas with Disney um, or any audition I've been to on the West Coast, you know, it's it's done in like more rounds. And same thing with the Rockettes uh, at Radio City. They do this. They, it's very similar um, to how they audition for Disney. You know, you go in, you learn one piece. Um, if you pass that, they ask you to stay and you kind of sit around while the rest of the people are seen doing the same choreography you just did. And then they keep going kind of through the bunch, eliminating people as they go. Um, so, I mean, it can definitely be a long, a long day as a dancer. You know, you're sitting there trying to stay warm. You have your granola bar that you packed or whatever, um, you know, trying to stay energized, uh, so, yeah, I mean, so with Disney, the first round is a, kind of a sculpted character round. So it's more just movement patterns, like a basic jazz square, maybe a single pirouette and, you know, some jazz hands. Uh, <laughs> I know those. I know yeah. jazz hands. That's yeah. uh, that's the extent of what I know. <laughs> Good job. You'd pass that first round for sure. Um, Yay. <laughs> yeah. So it's more just for like movement quality, how quickly you can learn. Um, and they segment the people from there. Um, and then if you, again, if you get asked to stay, they put you in another room and you kind of just sit around, make friends with the people that are there. Um, they start taking pictures of you. So you not only bring in your headshot, but then Disney wants additional pictures of you. Um, you know, and they ask about like tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. Um, and then the next round I'll never, I remember, you know, the next round for me, I remember what I was wearing. Cause I literally thought I was going to throw up the, oh, the wow. yeah, the combination is like a super technical, fast jazz piece. So it's like, you're turning, you're jumping, you're rolling on the ground, you're getting back up, you're kicking, you know, it's like just a ton of different movement types packed in a really quick, um, maybe 45 second combo and then from there the word again like I remember standing there and my group went because you go it might be like a couple hundred people in the room they ask you to to go four or six at a time um and so I'm standing there and we had just gone and they said can we see it again so then we did it again oh <laughs> and man then, and then they go okay one more time and then I remember walking off after doing, walking off the dance floor after doing it the third time. And I looked at some random person that was standing there. I'm like, I swear to God, if they asked me to do that again, I would have thrown up. Like, it was just so insane. You know, plus you're battling like the adrenaline rush and the nerves of like these people staring at you, you know? Yeah. Jeez. That's, <laughs> that's really hardcore. Like I, I can't imagine me myself doing anything like that. That's. And especially for like an audition to get a job. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so what happened after that? Um, as if that wasn't enough, there was one more round. So then they oh, eliminated. Yeah. Why, yeah. why not? <laughs> I know. So they eliminated a few people from that batch and then, um, you know, segued into the last little section, which um, was a very balletic, like lyrical piece. Um, again, this was for the Christmas parade at the time. So it was too. Um, 
some Christmas song I can't even remember by Michael Bublé. And, um, you know, that was way more controlled, um, you know, some bigger turns, more kicks, all that good stuff. But um, after that, they just said, you know, thank you for your time. If you're hired, you'll be getting a phone call from us. Goodbye. And that was really it. So you left not not really knowing what, you know, fate held for you, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, always trying to stay positive. So. <laughs> so, so I assume you got a phone call. And if you did, how long did you have to wait for that one? Um, so actually, this is a great part of the story. So I did not. Okay. <laughs> I did not get a phone call. But here's the deal. I'll never. Uh-huh. This is another part. It's so crazy. how like, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so um, I, alas, did not get a call for the Christmas audition. However, I remember looking at my mom and I was like, I know I'm going to get hired. I just have this gut feeling. So lo and behold, it's like November and the Christmas parade was running at this time. And I get an email from Disneyland saying, we want to invite you back to audition for Mickey's Soundsational Parade. Um, You know, please RSVP by replying to this email. So at first I thought it was like spam. I was like, what is this? There's no way that they would just email me being like, come to this private audition. Like, is this even a thing? Uh Um, Apparently it was. So I showed up and there were like maybe 10 or 15 of us um, that they asked to come back. And well, we originally all... in the in the last audition, how big was that group? Was it a lot bigger? 500 people. Each. Oh, oh yeah. wow. So because oh. uh, you get numbers. So it's like they call you like number 485 or whatever you you know, you get a sticker that you slap on your chest. So this is a very exclusive uh, yeah. audition. OK, wow. Yeah. So um, I show up. And we're all kind of like trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Like, what's what's the deal? Are we hired? Are they, we didn't know if they were going to make us dance. So we all kind of brought like three pairs of shoes. You know, we have our tap shoes, our jazz shoes, our ballet shoes, you know, just trying to not really know what to expect, you know. So um, we go in and it's the same casting director. Um, it's the same parade executive, uh, and a couple other people sitting at this table and they're like, okay, so, you know, we're going to teach you a jazz piece and we want you to lip sync. So here are the lyrics. I'll learn them really quick. So Hmm. you learned the lyrics. Um, (laughs) it was to the, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's the super cheesy song called the inspector of jazz. So freaking cheesy, but no, uh, I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe, maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll pause the interview when I'm, putting this together and I'll play that little piece so people know what we're talking about. Got the magic? Yes, he has. Ain't no medicine on the man make you feel good like the doctor can. Only name that you need to know. World's greatest one-man show. So super cheesy song, but um, they had us lip sync the words as we danced this um, combination. And you could put a little bit more. There was like one little section of improv, so you could put your personality in there. And basically we went through it in groups of like three or four again. Um, And it was a really quick audition, obviously, because there were only a few of us there. And then at the end, they're like, okay, great. Give us an hour to talk and, uh, and we'll be back. And so... Um, at that point, uh, they pulled us in later. We're all sitting around just chit-chatting. And 
And they literally casted us. They're like, congrats, you've been cast into Mickey's Sensational Parade. Um, we're just going to call out your name and tell you what, what you know, spots you're going to be learning. Oh, so all 15 of you were were hired? Um, not exactly. They did pull a few out. Um, I'm not oh, sure geez. where their travels took them. Because the thing okay. with Disney, to be mindful of with them, is that they're hiring for everything at all the time. So, like... You can go into a, a face character audition and be pulled for a sculpted character or vice versa. What's a, what kind of character? A sculpted character. What does that mean? Like I, I've never a, heard Mickey, that a Mickey Mouse, a Minnie Mouse. Um, oh. Yeah. And I've never heard sculpted characters used for them Fuzzies. Before. Fuzzies is their nickname. I guess I just know them as like costumed characters. Costumed characters. characters. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. So you can you can get hired for anything. Um, you know, you can go to a parade audition and get hired to be a face character or whatever. So um, I'm not sure if they necessarily weren't hired or if they were just selected to do something else. Um, but I know with the few people that we had left, I think there were at that point about eight of us. Um, they were, they just rattled off what parts, you know, we're going to be learning. So, um, and then rehearsal started two weeks later. So it was pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, oh, that's a crazy <laughs> story. Well, I mean, that, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of speechless because I don't even know how to follow up with that. All right. So, I mean, well, I mean, just, yeah, get into it. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the sound stational parade. So how did you start preparing for that? And like, which, what role did you, did you have in it? Yeah. So I actually ended up um, after, so I danced for Disney for about two, a little bit over two years. Um, so in the time of that with sound stational going on, I was cast originally in three roles, and then I ended up becoming a standby and learning eight roles in the parade. Um, and what that means, standby lingo for Disney, is um, if you get scheduled in a standby shift, you show up not knowing if, if you're going to be performing at all or if you are performing, not knowing what spot you're going to be in. So it's kind of exciting um, because, you know, you just don't know. You don't know. Um, if people call out for sickness or injuries and they need to fill a spot, that's when they utilize their standbys to just plug in the holes. Um, so when I got to that point, it was pretty exciting because um, it was just fun knowing so many different spots in the parade. Um, but okay, so so oh, so, so so real quick, what like were you at the parks like five days or? not at the parks, but like, are you, were you practicing at the parks five days a week or like what, like, was it a 40 hour work week? Was this a full-time job now for you or like, how did, how did that work in your life? Yeah. So, um, when you first start, uh, rehearsing for a role, um, depending on how many you're casting, you get, uh, a, the initial four hour rehearsal is you go in and you learn the choreography, um, and the traffic patterns, you know, for each section of the parade or for the section of the parade that you're rehearsing so um uh you said you're familiar with the sensational parade so the very first unit or i guess i should say the second unit because first unit is the drummers with mickey um the second unit was aladdin with his cymbal dancers and genie um so that's like a perfect example symbol was one of the roles i did um and so with that you have a prop you have little symbols attached to your wrists with velcro so 
Um, when we were rehearsing for that, there's six of us um, in, you know, with throughout the parade uh, in that role. So you go in, you learn the choreography. At first, we didn't even bother putting the cymbals on because they're weighted. Um, we just learned, you know, this is when you would clap your cymbals together and then you do this turn or you walk over here or whatever. Um, so you get four hours that first rehearsal to learn about a two and a half minute loop of choreography. Um, from there, you you just loop it a couple times and, and then you try it with the cymbals and they send you home for the day. Um, on your next rehearsal, you go in and this is actually, this is super cool. Um, you go in and you loop the with the float behind you around the float warehouse. So it's pretty fun um, doing that because, uh, you know, obviously you have the float behind you playing the music um, so you can interact with that. Um, but then you also have, you know, your fellow cast members you're dancing with. Um, and then that's really when you get a feel for like the travel patterns, like how far do you need to travel each set? Um, when you need to hold back and stay kind of closer to your float. Um, cause everything is paced. There's so much that goes into the parade realm that now, you know, just as an annual pass holder, I have so much appreciation for what goes in behind this, you know, what goes into it behind the scenes. Um, because like as a you know bystander just watching you're like oh that's cool but you don't realize like how many moving pieces there are you know until you've kind of been in it so um your second parade you loop with the float around the float warehouse maybe like one or two times um and then they send you home and then you go into overnight rehearsals which are so fun um and basically that's after the park closes we have a oh that's uh, okay yeah. Um, so after the park closes, we go into a full-on dress rehearsal. So hair, makeup, um, full costumes, everything. The floats come out, and um, you literally do a parade down Main Street all the way through the park with you know your choreographers watching, with your um, you know casting directors watching. Um, you know, even some executives will come and watch as well, um, which you know, no pressure. Uh, yeah, no, none at all. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully so, Bob Iger didn't show up every now and then. Um, I think actually we can get into that in a minute, but I was original Paint the Night cast out here for in America. Oh wow, really? And, yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was there, and Steve Davison was there. Who I don't know if you're aware who that is, but I'm a, in love with him, Loki. <laughs> um, and well, I, I know, I know the name Steve Davison, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, so he is the creative, I might be butchering his title, but basically he's the creative exec. He's an Imagineer for parades and spectaculars. So fantastic. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Baby. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. Okay. I do remember this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so um, really funny story with that guy uh, later on. But okay. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah. And then, and we do maybe two or three with Soundsational since it was a, it wasn't an original parade. We maybe had like two or three overnights. Um, and you know, endurance is a funny thing because I don't think there's like walking on a treadmill for 45 minutes or even jogging would not prepare you for doing a parade because you're in these like awkward positions. So for example, um, with the Soundsational Parade, the piece that I happened to be dress rehearsing, this my very first time ever parading down Main Street, and I remember my heart was pounding. I was so nervous, and no one was even there to watch it. I was just like, don't screw up in front of your boss, you know? Um, and 
I was in a role called water where obviously we had these big capes over our shoulders and we had these like three foot poles in our sleeves that we had to hold on to to make like the motion of the water with our cape as we danced. Um, hopefully that makes sense. But yeah, uh, I, I, I can picture it. Yeah. Okay, great. So um, you can't bend your elbows. All right. So you're you're have your elbows locked. You're dancing for about 40 minutes straight. You don't stop. Plus your lip syncing on top of that. Um, and you get off route and your arms are like numb the first time. I'll never forget it. I went home that night. You know, you get off of overnight rehearsals maybe at two or three in the morning and it hurt to hold on to my steering wheel. I was like, my arms are so fatigued. Like I didn't know how I drove home that night. Jeez. Yeah. Um, crazy. Yeah, nothing can really prepare you for that. And so the other trick with with overnights is they have, you know, different casts that they need to filter through. Um, so you're not really guaranteed a dress rehearsal for each one of your spots. So I hired in with three roles. I, I only dress rehearsed the one role that I just described. So the other ones, it was like, okay, cool. You're in a full, full, like full on performance. There's 10,000 people sitting on main street waiting to watch you go by, figure it out. Um, which I mean, <laughs> we were all professional and, it, and like, after you kind of do your first few parades, you're like not as nervous anymore. You just get excited to like, you know, wave at, wave at the crowd and dance for them. But, um, depending on the role, like if I had a harness and a huge thing attached to my back, it's like, you didn't want to take out your dance partner. So, um, we would kind of actually mark, which means like, um, just practice backstage before we even went out on the route, you know, just to make sure you knew what it felt like with the wind to turn with, you know, a harness on your back and like all this stuff. So, um, there's a lot that happens backstage before we even go out to perform, um, as well. So. Jeez. Well, this is, wow. These are some stories. Like I was not anticipating, uh, all of the work that you, <laughs> you have to do. Like this is, to me, this is crazy. Like I, this is, yeah. So, so, okay. So you did the sound sensational parade and how long did that last for? Uh, did it, I guess when it stopped and then it, did it go to, well, sound sensational is the, the afternoon parade. Right. Um, so does that still go on or did you move on to another parade or what happened after that? Yeah. So they do like a seasonal rotation of parades. So um, after have hiring into Soundsational, um, we actually Disneyland auditions for Christmas, uh, the Christmas Fantasy Parade in July. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So cast members get first pick. So we actually do a private in-house audition for cast members for those roles. Um, so like same thing with our new Halloween parade. I love how I'm talking like I'm still there. Our new Halloween parade. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> but it's like once a cast member, always a cast member. Yeah. <laughs> um, so same thing with the new Halloween parade. Like uh, cast members will get first dibs on those roles, if you will. Um, so we all auditioned for uh, Christmas that July and got our casting um, pretty quick. And, you, and then they have... Um, an outside audition for anyone else in the community who wants to come in and audition. So that's why those auditions are packed. You know, hundreds and hundreds of people show up to audition when maybe they really only need to fill two spots, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So it's very competitive, um, you know, auditioning there. Cause obviously once you're a cast member, people tend to stay. Um, it's not the high, especially in the parade department, it's kind of a coveted spot. Um, so there's not a lot of turnover there. 
Um, but anyway, so we did Christmas auditions. Um, I got a couple roles in Christmas, uh, which are super fun. And um, the Christmas parade is so, it's, I feel like it's a longer parade. It definitely is a longer parade. Um, it moves a little slower. And the dancing is way harder than Soundstational. So it cracks me up because it's just like, you know, you know, we're out here instead of dancing for 40 minutes, we're dancing for like 50 minutes. And it's way more technically demanding. And the role I had, I was partnering with a guy. So he had to pick my butt up off the street like multiple times, meaning like there were choreographed lifts. You know, I wasn't falling all over the place, but there were choreographed mm -hmm. lifts in the dance. Um, and, you know, so poor him, you know, having to pick us up all the time and and make it look easy. And, you know, so and Christmas parade, um, it was the only parade I ever fell in. <laughs> and um, also I broke a shoe during that parade. So there's like a lot of, you know, it's just so demanding um, where and then at that point, um, paint the night had already opened. So we were doing. Christmas parade into paint the night parade. So four parades a day and you know, the overtime pay was great, but my body was killing me. <laughs> wait, wait, so you're doing four, four, <coughs> excuse me. You're good. You're doing four parades a day. So was it like, uh, well, how many different parades were there? So at that point, um, in the holiday season, it was two Christmas parades into two paint the night parades. Um, so I would get to work at like 11 and then, okay, wait. So, so the Christmas parade was the afternoon parade. It wasn't like the, like a Christmas party parade, correct? Correct. Yeah. We oh, actually gotcha. don't, okay. yeah, we actually don't do a Christmas party here at Disneyland. I know in, uh, Walt Disney world, they do Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Um, oh, I guess I just thought they did cause they do a Halloween party. Yeah, so. I know. Okay. I, I wish I loved Mickey's very merry Christmas party at Walt Disney world. It was so yeah. fun. <laughs> okay. All right. So you did two, two Christmas parades in the afternoon and then two paint the nights. Yep. That's right. And, um, there was a huge gap between the paint the night parades because we had, it was the 60th anniversary. So we had a bunch of sick, you know, the, the fireworks for the 60th anniversary were, insane um and so we actually between the two paint the night parades would either have like because we all had to hang out um you know and stay clocked in so we would either do movie parties where they would actually project like various disney movies in a studio for us to just sit around and watch and we'd have popcorn and stuff um and then on other nights we literally would have dance parties and looking back on it i'm like why were we not tired of dancing we danced so much <laughs> And it was kind of cool because like cast members would teach classes. So like sometimes a cast member would teach a hip hop class and we'd all just take class and, and kind of bond with one another or like challenge ourselves if that wasn't like a genre we were used to taking. Or other times it was like, you know, a turning class or a ballet class. And, you know, you could kind of pick and choose what you wanted to do. Other people, we do have like an athletic trainer department. So, you know, some people were getting taped or icing and like being taken care of in there. Um, and then you would just strap your costume on and go do one more parade and then pretty much go home. So it was, it was definitely like looking back on that time in my life, it was, it was just so cool, but kind of chaotic in its own way, um, with the amount of activity, you know, we were doing. Wow. So, so were you able to, during this time, were you able to interact with guests at all? Or was it just like you were on the parade and that was it, you weren't doing anything else? 
Yeah, so um, I mostly, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, my guest interaction was very limited. It was just waving, um, you know, blowing kisses pretty much. <laughs> and that was it. Um, guest interaction was pretty limited. Um, there were times though, where there were a few guests who are uh, pass holders and they made costumes for their kids um, to match our parade costumes and they looked identical. It was amazing. Like this mom had to have been a seamstress. Uh, and so those were moments where we would bring out the cast members that were matching them in costume to take pictures with the kids. Um, so th that was cool. Um, but other than that, you know, we always had like a special section for the Make-A-Wish kids. Um, and those were always, you know, I teared up on route just and would give them as much love as possible because... You know, seeing those kids um, who are going through it and, you know, we it was just so humbling to be able to perform for them and, and give them as much love and attention as we could as we as we passed by. Um, but other than that, our guest interaction was pretty limited. OK, yeah, because I usually ask, like, if if you were able to create any like magical moments for for the guests, were you able to do anything like that or or if there's any stories that are yeah. maybe a magical moment for you or yeah, something you did for a guest. Yeah, totally. So, um, I mean, I do remember this one time, um, aside from the Make-A-Wish kids, and I don't know why it stuck with me, but I literally, like I said, I, I, I teared up on route um, and got so concerned. I was like, I asked one of the fellow cast members as I walked by her, I was like, Does my, is my makeup screwed up? Because... I teared up that much um, but it was this little boy and I was in a I call myself a princess groupie I was hanging out with the princesses this day in the parade and um, I waved to him and he was like down sitting on the curb so I looked down and I waved to him and blew him a kiss and he pretty much like he put his hands to his chest like me and then he like looked around him like who was she waving at you know <laughs> and I said I like no it was for you and it made me tear up just because it's like why does this little kid think that he's not like you know worthy to be waved at because that's like whether that is what went on in his mind or not that was very much how it was interpreted for me you know him feeling like there's no way she just waved to me and it was oh, like that's no. so cool yeah so i don't i know that might sound like super maybe silly or simple but for me it was just like i don't know it meant so much to me and that happened over three years ago at this point and i still remember it very vividly to this day so um that was one of one of the best best memories i have with the guest on route well i mean it, it stuck with you and you see that that boy i guess he he had a smile to his face because yeah he was, yeah. was just very unexpected and he didn't think any, anything would happen on the parade besides just him watching it totally all right uh, cool yeah so, no go on what were, what were you gonna say i was gonna just talk about paint the night um because yeah, i go don't... for it yeah sorry <laughs> no 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 worries yeah yeah, so with Paint the Night, that was a, a totally different experience because it had originated in, in Hong Kong. And um, when we brought it out to America, there was such There was such demand for it. Like, people really wanted that parade to come over yeah. here. Um, I mean, it's a beast. Like, it really was a beast in and of itself. Um, and we added a, a, a frozen float. So we had Elsa's ice castle with Elsa and Anna and Olaf hanging out, um, too, in the parade. But... Um, we were the second generation of costumes for, you know, the original cast of America here um, at Disneyland. But man, oh man, those costumes were super heavy. 
Um, and so that just put an extra demand on the performer, you know, doing choreography with these costumes ranged from like 15. I think the heaviest was 38 pounds in the parade. Um, well, you, because it has like lights on them, right? Yeah. And correct. You, okay. Yep. And you get harnessed in and you have like a utility belt, essentially of battery packs for these lights that you get plugged into. So, um, you know, an average day for that would be like, you go in, you check in, you clock in, you do your makeup, you warm up. And then you, you get your costume put on you by a costumer. So you pretty much just stand, you have your basic unitard and everything under, and then you stand there and they strap you in, harness you in, um, and then plug in all of your lights into your battery packs that are around your waist. Um, and then you, you know, load in to step off from Small World or, or uh, Town Square to do the parade. And you know, we would be going down route and things would come unplugged. So we'd have to run over to our lead and get plugged in or costume pieces would break. Um, so that's why for that parade, the reason I brought it up is there were so many executives that showed up and it was really cool. Like me being a Disney nerd and, and being fascinated by the brains of just, and the creativity of these directors. Um, I was kind of fangirling over a lot of them, uh, like I said, with Steve Davidson, but they'd come in and watch our rehearsals in the studio and then they'd pull out their chairs on Main Street, which is like not fair because that's three quarters of the way down the route. So by the time you got there, you were exhausted um, and you'd have to put on your best performance for um, them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're going to want to see, yeah. see that you're doing uh, doing your 100 yeah. percent all the way through. Yeah. So um, but that was cool. Uh, and, and then, you know, I actually met I'm totally forgetting his name, but the president of Disneyland Resort at the time came up and was just asking me my opinion of, of the costumes because obviously they wanted to make it, you know, safety begins with me. That's our first key. And um, they wanted to make sure we were all safe and taken care of and like any adjustments they could be made, you know, to the costumes. So that was a really extensive rehearsal process. I want to say we had like at least six overnights for that parade. Um, hmm. So it was it was pretty crazy. Um, and my embarrassing story with Steve Davison is he was sitting in the rehearsal hall and we were about to step off for a parade and I walked up to him and was like, hi, Steve, like all nervous. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hi, Steve. Um, I know who you are. And I just wanted to say I'm a big fan, like just like that. And then I walked away. I like shook his hand and like ran away because I was just so like, oh, my God, <laughs> I shook Steve Davis's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, like, looking back, I'm like, geez, he probably thought, who's that girl? But, um, yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> just funny. such, like, looking back, it was an honor to be a part of that, um, you know, through the blood, sweat, and tears. But it was it was pretty cool to see it all go up, um, you know, on That's the awesome. 60th anniversary, too. So Yeah. So did you do any other parades after Paint the Night? Nope. Just Paint the Night, Sensational, and Christmas were the three parades I did. Okay. All right. So what was, uh, what do you think your favorite memory, uh, working at Disneyland or doing the parades was? Okay. So this is actually, um, a great, another really quick, good story, but it has nothing to do with the parade. Well, I guess it has a little to do with the parade department, but, um, I don't know if you guys do it at Walt Disney World, but the cast member canoe races, um, I participated in those my first summer working at Disneyland. And again, that was over the 60th anniversary. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think the canoes are at Disney World. It's, that's just a that's Disneyland thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. The, the Davy Crockett canoe boats. But what's really cool is um, cast members can form teams and you qualify, you race around the island um, in your canoe boat 
and you have to qualify and it becomes this whole competition throughout the resort. Um, so it's pretty cool. We show we would show up at like 5 a.m. before the park opened and our team, which we had a paint the night um, themed team, um, we got in our canoes, we'd practice rowing, we would time, you know, to qualify and um, we had an all women's team and we actually won women's sprints. So that was probably my favorite memory as a cast member was getting to do that. I got a medal and everything um, and just like such a good time with that group of people um, and something that they actually haven't done it since um, the 60th anniversary because then they ended up close closing um, the Rivers of America to revamp Fan uh, Fantasmic. So. Oh, gotcha. Well, that, yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's a shame that they don't have the canoes over at Walt Disney World. But uh, it's yeah, it's something next time I go to Disneyland, I had promised myself that I was going to do it. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So, so we're actually, yeah, we're winding down on time, but, um, was there, was there anything else while you were working at Disneyland that you, you might want to share any story, like any other stories that you, you have? No, that's honestly it. I feel like I gave you all the good stuff. Oh, awesome. Cool. So, so you said, I, I think you said at the beginning of the show, you were there for about two, two years. So what kind of brought your end, uh, to di working at Disneyland? Um, this is actually a super sad story. So I found out um, after, so uh, as a cast member, you do have to re-audition for your role, um, you know, every year. So auditions for Soundational came up, but they made an announcement that with the new Fantasmic show opening, um, you know, you were either going to be cast in Soundational or Fantasmic, not both. And Truth be told, my goal was to always be in Fantasmic. So I skipped the Soundational audition to wait two weeks later to go to the Fantasmic audition. You couldn't uh, do both? You could only do one? Correct. Because I think probably because of the Christmas parade into Fantasmic, they realized like that was way too much work for people. So they didn't want to hire, you know, they were either going to give you one show or the other, not both. Gotcha. Um so I held out for the Fantasmic auditions, and in between that two-week period, um, I ended up finding out that I have a, a permanent fracture in my right foot. Um, oh, yeah, no. at the ball of my foot, and so um, it had inflamed so bad, I, it hurt to drive, it hurt to walk on it. So they put me in a boot um, for six weeks, and that was over the course of my time with Fanta or that audition for Fantasmic. Um, and so I had to obviously not go. And at that point, um, you know, it just was like, all right. So I, I didn't audition for Sensational, so I didn't keep my role there. I didn't audition for Fantasmic. And so basically what Disney calls it is you drop your knowledge, meaning, um, you know, you don't have any approvals for a role at Disneyland. So I had to say goodbye, um, which was not fun. Um, there's a part of me that misses it, but you know, I've moved on to other things in my life and really loving what I do now. Um, and now it's a perk. I have an annual pass, so I get to go and I still have a few friends working in the parade. So I wave at them, you know, when I go to support, uh, oh. but yeah, that's where I'm at now. Oh, that's such a, that's such a sad ending. I'm, I I'm sorry that had to happen, but I mean, I think it's, it's 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 sort of like a movie like you do all this stuff at disney and then and then something simple Correct. like that just happens to you that's that's yeah. that really stinks i'm a big believer and everything happens for a reason so yeah you know, it pushed me on to bigger and better things cool uh so like what are you so what are you up to these days 
are I you trying to get back into Disney or you're just like you're you're kind of done and you're you're doing something else? Yeah, I've turned in my dancing shoes. So right now, if you catch me dancing, it's either at a dance class for fun or actually I'm a huge line dancer. I love country music. So I go line dancing probably once a week. Um, but other than that, uh, I am I started a little digital marketing business. So I work online a ton. Um, and you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome to plug it if you want. You can <laughs> you can go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. So I mean, if if anyone's interested in keeping up with me, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, it's just Alexandra Kiever, my first and last name. And from there, you can find um, you know other ways to follow me on Facebook um, and all that. So, but yeah, that's what I'm doing now, and I love it. It gives me the ability to you know kind of work from where I want when I want, um, and I'm very fortunate and blessed to have that in my life right now. So, awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear things are on the up and up. Uh, you, from the conversations we had in the past, it seems like you're you're doing great. I love looking at your, your Facebook and your Instagram posts because you're very inspirational to others and you always have like a great positive energy, which I love. So um, yeah, thanks. I try to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Well, so my last question of the day is, uh, I, I want to know what, what is your favorite Disney parks background music? Cause I like the, I like to play it in the background as, uh, the interviews play out. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to find it, Matt, but I love the music they play in the Esplanade. Um, I just think it's so like going home kind of when you're walking, getting to walk into the park. Don't you worry. I have it. We're we're fine. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I love it. It's just like a good little mixture of everything. And the second I hear that music, um, even now knowing everything I know about the behind the scenes, it really turns me into a big kid pretty quick. So so why don't you explain, because some people might not know what the Esplanade is. Why don't you explain what it is? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the Esplanade is the, well, I guess, I don't know if you guys would really technically have one in Disney World, but here in Disney um, Land, California, you have Disneyland on one side and California Adventure on the other, and they're pretty much separated by maybe like, I don't know, 50 steps. Um, so they li- literally are across the street from one another, and that middle section is what we call the Esplanade. So it's the transition, you know, from the ticket center into one of the parks. Um, so yeah, I just, I love it. It's just like your big welcome you know into the park so yeah that that back the background music for the Esplanade's great because it's pretty much just like every disney hit imaginable <laughs> just kind of all in all in like an hour loop yeah um, yeah. yeah so cool. and it has my phantasmic in there which is my first true love of disney parades so <laughs> oh. well so Alex, it's yeah, we're we're running out of time, but uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was honestly like better than I anticipated because your story is about getting in the dancing uh, at, at, at Disneyland and how much goes into it and how much auditions go through, uh, how much the auditions kind of are just insane and what <laughs> you put your body through to get there. Like it's it's really cool and inspiring, and you had great stories, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, well, that's it. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. And maybe if there's more to tell, uh, you can be on a show.
All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Alex, it was such a pleasure speaking with you, and you're welcome back anytime. Uh, guys, I don't know if you found that th- that story as thrilling as I did, but I, I sure did, and it was a lot of fun listening to what she had to go through because, I mean, I, I just like going through like auditions with 500 other people and putting her, her body through all that torture. I mean, I shouldn't say torture, but it's just putting her body through all that work and it's it's just insane to me and I don't think I could ever do that so she, you have a lot of resilience and willpower to do all that uh so all the props to you Alex um but yeah it's such a such a great time speaking with you and guys uh I really yeah I really hope you enjoyed that show let me know in some comments uh send me some feedback let me know what you thought uh and then yeah make sure you follow Alex she she's always going to Disneyland she goes there quite often and I'm always super jealous so, um, and remember if you are a previous cast member and you would like to be interviewed on the show, uh, please reach out to me. So if you want, you can shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so if you want to be on the show, do that. Or if you just have any tips, questions, or anything about the parks, you can shoot me an email over there. Uh, if you're not following me on social media, you can find me at Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and you guys can also contact me through uh, the my website, if you would like, at excesspresspodcast.com, and you can listen to all the episodes up there. And guys, if you're not subscribing to the show already, you can do so on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Um, leave a review, leave a comment. It, it'd be great. So, but guys, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.